Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to Out of the Woods. My name is Justin, and his name, as you're probably already aware of, is Matthew. Yes, it is. (laughs) And we are here today to talk about Showtime's Yellow Jackets. More specifically, the episode Doom Coming, which, spoiler alert, is really fucking good. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, before we get into that, uh, Matthew, how are you feeling this afternoon? Yeah, yeah, very well. How are you? Oh, I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Just watched a really good movie earlier today by the name of a uh, Tokyo Story. It's a Japanese movie from the 1950s by uh, Yasujiro Ozu. It's really fucking good. And an extremely like beautiful and non-judgmental story of changing cultural values and generational conflict. I'd highly recommend it. It's it's not what you'd call a it's not an edge of your seat movie. You know, it's it's, it's not a full it's not like a four tent pole movie, but it's a great fucking movie. I feel like after referencing Family Guy so much, I got to bring some classy pop culture in yeah what uh what have you been up to lately my friend uh yeah just watching a bit of mash yes yes i bought 256 episodes <laughs> of mash and a movie for four dollars pretty good isn't it pretty good yeah. yeah i thought that was a good deal well, and well, uh, listeners who are good at maths can you know work out how much that is per episode yeah like a cent and a bit that's that's a lot less than i paid for you know to watch the yellow jackets episode on itunes but hey who's counting well there you go and uh in between doing that and working i've been playing a bit of metal gear solid 5 ah good old mgs trying to hunt down the specific rare turtle weren't you yeah yeah i was i found it now i'm just trying to do all of the tedious mission objectives Mm. Which uh-huh. is, which is kind of fun though because like I have the the parasite suit and like stealth camos and stuff so you can be like more or less permanently invisible and just run around and shoot people with silenced weapons it's good mm-hmm. fun. Well, you know who else could have used some stealth camo in this episode, <laughs> and that's uh, Travis, <laughs> because we are going to get into this episode, Doom Coming, great fucking title, directed by Daisy von Schurler-Meer. Written by Ashley Lyle, Bart Nickerson, and Ameni Rossa. This is, I'm not going to bury the lead here, this is the first episode of the season. <laughs> it is one of the most amazing, hilarious, heartbreaking, terrifying, fucking insane episodes of any show I've ever seen. It is, it is really fucking good. Uh, Matthew, uh, do you agree, disagree? Yeah, I'd have to agree. It's a really good fucking episode. I can't wait to get into it. And um, uh, Doom Coming does sort of sound like a Candlemass album title. Oh, it does. Oh, man. I can totally imagine Nat blasting some Candlemass. <laughs> That's a very Nat band. Let's do the... the what, what what was that dance they used to... The Doom dance. The Doom, yeah. yeah. Was that the one he was doing in the music video for You Are Bewitched? Yeah, also known as Bewitched. <laughs> quite <laughs> anyway uh one quick note from last episode rather there's a line in the show where nat is like this would have been a lot harder if we'd actually fucked and you went phrasing <laughs> no see that that's the thing and i was like 
well, he's just saying phrasing about a fucked thing. No, you, as I realized in editing, you were saying phrasing about harder. This would have been a lot harder if we'd actually fucked. So I'm sorry that I made fun of you for that at the time. There's actually an entirely coherent statement. I apologize. Albeit a bit redundant, even so. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> anyway. Uh, You're well. We'll get into the episode. We pick up where we left off. Shauna barges into Adam's apartment and demands that he tell her the truth about the blackmail. He initially seems to think this is a weird sexual roleplay exercise, which, alright. <laughs> I guess given their previous relationship, it's not actually that ridiculous for him to assume so. But regardless, it's a little goofy. And he, he tries to be all, all sort of Dom-esque and goes, You're gonna pay, you bad girl. Uh, it's really cringy. It's, it's, it's like a, it's like a yeah that that's not the role you're best suited for adam and let's just leave it at that this whole scene is intercut with flashbacks to shauna meeting and banging adam to horrible memories of the woods including her a flashback we haven't actually seen yet in the woods one of her frenziedly trying to dig up something <laughs> out of the snow i wonder what it could be uh, after her entrance, Shauna starts rifling through his drawers while saying, I can't believe I fell for it and that I fell for you. A slightly cheesy line, but I can forgive it because of how great the rest of this episode is. And he's all like, I let you into my life. I let you into my house. And apparently the safe code is just the flight number from when they crashed. Like, it was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, Shauna. It's surprising that half the neighborhood hasn't been in your safe, you know? <laughs> your safe ain't too safe, Shauna. Quite. You should call it a risky. <laughs> <laughs> or a not particularly safe. All that. <laughs> uh, Shauna then finds Adam's copy of Skin in the Game, the unauthorized story of Flight 2525. Uh-oh. As a side note, a fairly unimportant side note, What's in this book? Because <laughs> nobody's, like, said anything. It must just be a bunch of, like, well, maybe they all ate each other, or maybe they all had a big orgy. Who's to say? And they try to pad it out with a bunch of Ali quotes because you know she's the only one they would actually be able to interview. <laughs> Adam claims that he wanted to understand what she went through. Okay, so so you were lying to her, you know? Mm -hmm. She has has a right to be suspicious. Adam says that he didn't even know she existed before the accident, and he's trying to calm her down as she's, you know, holding a knife, and then he, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll see what happens. They do a cool thing where it looks like Sophie Nelise Shauna is, is there instead of Melanie Linsky Shauna. Like, it phases in, like, she's regressing in a sense, you know. It is... I think a really important part of the scene is why Shauna is so angry and so betrayed is because, as we've talked about in previous episodes, she feels a great sense of insecurity and, like, she isn't good enough and that she's always in Jackie's shadow. So that's why it's so hurtful for her to think that the only reason that Adam was with her is because he was, like, a, a Yellow Jackets fanboy. Mm. And that, I think, contributes to what happens next. Adam tells her to put down the knife and says that they can talk this through. He then lunges at her Jesus fucking Christ, man, what is wrong with you? Don't lunge at an unstable person holding a knife. Yeah, that seems like a good way to get yourself stabbed. And so he did. She, yep. predictably enough, stabs him. R.I.P. Adam. Eh. I, I did feel slightly bad for him as he was bleeding to death on the floor, which I think is a testament to the actor, because this character sucked. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. Adam, not 
particularly sorry that I will not be seeing much of you in future, but yeah, you probably still didn't deserve to die. Also, did like, we cover that this is not repeat, not a spoiler-free podcast? <laughs> I feel like we stopped saying that because it should go without saying, but now you've said it, so great. Well, yep, we've covered our bases. But now we said it, as they say. Great slash insane beginning to an episode, and it will only get crazier from here. And cut to credits. After them is a rather lovely panning shot of the wilderness landscape. All the trees, as I said to you at the time, this would be a really lovely place to visit. You just wouldn't want to be stranded there. Mm. Akila and Shauna are digging up some grubs to eat, which the episode sort of portrays this as a disgusting thing and at their end of their rope. But like, hey, that's normal here in Australia. Let's have a couple of witchetty grubs. Yeah, good protein in exactly. that wars. <laughs> exactly. Although... These ones not to engage in, you know, national stereotype contests, but these didn't look anywhere near as nice as witchetty grubs. No. They just didn't uh, didn't look very flavorsome at all. Uh inside not the, the not the Michelin star grubs, but it's <laughs> a good band name. <laughs> anyway. Michelin star grubs. Inside the cabin, a hilariously bleak scene unfolds as everyone depressedly eats boiled grubs. Hey, I think they were pan-fried just to, you know, get bogged down in semantics here. Everyone depressedly eats pan-fried grubs. <laughs> Travis's expression is amazing as he chews down on his grubbo. Van is sitting apart from everyone else on the bed. She's up on her feet, but she's still bandaged up in the face. She's clearly a sad little sandwich right now. <laughs> Shauna tells Jackie that she has to eat, and Jackie's all like, Why? What does it matter at this point? Which, you know, fair. Mari walks out and produces some berries that have turned into fermented booze, and it looks absolutely disgusting. <laughs> and Ty is like, do we think it's safe? And uh, Coach Ben is like, do we care? <laughs> Jackie suggests that they have a party. Ty, as she so often does, rubbishes this suggestion. <laughs> Jackie says that they might as well, because they're going to be dead in a few weeks. It's a full moon tomorrow night, Misty offers. Apparently it's almost homecoming, which uh, means that they are in late September or early October, so still more than a year until they get rescued. Uh, by my calculations, they get back in January 1998, just in time to enjoy Savage Gardens truly madly deeply. <laughs> Yahoo! Darren Hayes or whatever. I could not tell you for the life of me if that is the name of the guy that is in that band. It is. Maybe. They all packed dresses for the awards dinner after the soccering. And I I love that even after everything horrific that she and the rest of them have been through, Jackie is still planning social events. The term doom coming is coined. Nat likes it. She seems oddly willing to be like physically proximate to Jackie given the events of the last episode. But I guess the looming spectre of death kind of does that. Van storms out of the cabin, as if to say, fuck you, I ain't celebrating anything, I sad. <laughs> and Jackie says, we'll drink rotten berries and celebrate our impending death. Damn, Jackie, very black metal of you. Cut to the prison. Shauna is opening her safe and discovers, the journals are back there! Dun dun dun! Jeff wanders into the back of frame, Asking if he is supposed to wear a tie to this reunion thing. I, I wouldn't, personally, but that's just me. Allegedly, our high school reunion is coming up this year, so, you know. 
Oh, is that actually happening? <laughs> well, that's why I said allegedly. <laughs> I, I still have no idea whether that's happening. Anyway, Jeff is all like, the king's kind of feeling the power option here. Uh, Jack off hand gesture. Suspenseful music plays as Shauna notices glitter in the closet. <laughs> Do you have any idea where this glitter came from? Fucking hell is what she asked Jeff. Uh, Fucking hell, Jeff. You suck at this. <laughs> He's like, uh-huh. Glitter? He plays dumb for a few seconds, but then immediately folds. Shauna just repeatedly goes, What did you do? What did you do? And he's like, You were never supposed to get involved in this. It got out of control. Jeff complains that FurnitureFam.com are running him out of business, <laughs> which is the exact sort of cringy name one of those places would have. Jeff says that he thought that Tysa and possibly Natalie had the cash. He was going to lose the store, he complains. Jeff got a loan from these guys, who turned out to be bad, scary guys. <laughs> oh, gotta watch out for those bad, scary guys. But it's okay, because he paid them back, and he's like, nobody is going to die. Lol. <laughs> so I was like, mm, about that. Funny you should say that, actually. As Arch Barker would say, some worries. <laughs> I love that guy. And he's all like, we can get past this. We can forget it ever happened, which tends to be you guys' attitude to everything. Much like, sorry to make another family guy reference, he's like, we have to ignore it until it goes away, like the giant squid. <laughs> and it sort of smashes up the email, like, uh, truck passing by, earthquake. <laughs> Cut to the past. Everyone is preparing for the doom. Akila is creating what looks to be a cool Blair Witch-esque harvest doll, while Ty is stitching together a rather interesting leather something. It's a bit difficult to tell at this point. Lottie is creating a rather fetching headdress with a stag's skull attached to it. How very, very interesting. Misty has assembled a makeshift corsage and gives it to Coach. And she says, I know it's not a Sadie Hawkins, but... Will you go with me to the dance? Which, uh, for context, those who don't know, a Sadie Hawkins dance is a dance in which the girls uh, ask the guys instead of the other way around. Ah. Which is obviously, in the modern age, that can just happen now, so there's no real need for that to be a thing. But, you know. Yeah. I was talking about this with one of my friends, and I was like, that's so stupid, you know? If you were a lesbian, you would just have to sort of both stand around waiting for the other person to make the first move, and she was like, that's pretty much how it is now. <laughs> anyway. Samantha Hanrati is amazing at portraying Misty's simultaneous desperation to and inability to be liked. She looks expectantly at him, eyes alight with a fragile hope. Uh, okay, insert standard disclaimer that Misty is an evil psychopath, but I still felt really bad for her in this scene regardless. Coach sighs in a, why the fuck didn't the plane crush my head instead sort of way. <laughs> she is walking away and goes like, I'm sorry, I... I know I'm not pretty. And she seems crying. She's all like, oh, it's okay. I, I get it. I've just never been asked to one before, and I just thought this could be my one chance. Her voice is breaking. And she's like, I'm, I'm sorry. It was dumb. I know I'm not pretty. This is similar to adult Misty's dating strategy with Stan, remember him, in episode two, except I don't think this is a conscious manipulation. You know, I, I think this is genuine. I think... This is something that worked for her then, and she was like, ooh, I can emotionally manipulate people. That's nice. <laughs> would you, in his place, would you go to the dance with her? 
No, probably not. Yeah. End up with your, your kidneys in a dish. Although, alternatively, you might be like, maybe I'll end up with that if I don't go with it to the dance. Yeah, well. That's the thing about her. <clears throat> damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm. Coach says that he will go to the dance with her. Well, what a guy. But he says that our boundaries are still our boundaries. Anything else just wouldn't be right. Cut to Jackie and Shauna among the trees, gathering leaves and flowers. Jackie is really fucking nihilistically depressed in this episode. She might as well have a cartoon rain cloud above her head at all times. <laughs> she says that it is probably rush week at Rutgers right now. I don't really know what that is. If they hadn't crashed, Jackie thinks that they'd be going to so many parties. Uh, you might, Jackie, but Shauna wouldn't. She'd be hanging out with cool artsy chicks and turtleneck-wearing dudes at Brown University. <laughs> Shauna doesn't really think about what they'd be doing if they hadn't crashed, but apparently it is all Jackie thinks about, which, and we'll get more into this later, that's not exactly surprising. And that is her character in a nutshell. She moulded herself to be the perfect high school homecoming queen. In any other environment, she flounders like a fish on the sand. As the Major from Ghost in the Shell would say, over-specialize and you breed in weakness. It's slow death. But, I mean, again, it's not really her fault. Anyway, she's all like, what if this is it, Shauna? Everything we did, everything we didn't do, all the mistakes we made, it's like, permanent. And then Shauna's like, what mistakes did you make? Everybody loved you. I think that's precisely what she regrets, Shauna, that she spent so much time making everyone love her and didn't spend any time working out whether that was something she actually wanted, you know? Mm. It's sad to live just for the surface. And she's like, well, I was naive. I realize that now. And she's like, so I've decided I'm not going to die a virgin. Uh, not to get out over my skis, but this shows that Jackie hasn't, whatever she claims, completely fallen into nihilistic apathy yet, because she still cares about losing her V-card, you know? If you didn't care about anything, you wouldn't care about that. Yeah, but it's pretty hard to truly care about nothing. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, even really fucking sad and depressed people, who even actively suicidal people, if you, like, rushed at them with a machete, they would probably run away, you yeah. know? There's Self-preservation. There's a sort of basic survival instinct, yeah. And then, in response to her saying this, Shauna's like, what? With who? Uh, there's one age-appropriate male with you, Shauna? Use your imagination. Yeah. It'd be funny if the Shauna, Jackie, or Shaki shippers were right, and Jackie responded, well, actually, that's where you come in. Well. <laughs> that sounds a pretty baller way to proposition someone. It's like, I'm not going to die a virgin. It's funny you should say that. <laughs> Camera pans over to Travis, chopping wood sexily. Shauna asks, what about that? Clearly scandalized that Jackie would break girl code like that, which is kind of ironic. <laughs> Jackie says that Nat and Trav broke up weeks ago. They're barely even speaking to each other. Then, not, not to get ahead of myself, let's be clear, this is not a very nice thing to do. Like, apart from anything else, you should wait a bit more than a few weeks before pursuing your friend's ex, you know? And, and you should at least give them a heads up, you know? To be clear, it's not as bad as some other things that are about to happen. <laughs> Nowhere near at that level, but still, you know, moderately uncool, Jackie. Mm. Jackie is all like, do you like him? Because God knows I would never want us competing over the same guy. Insert Peter Griffin going, hey, 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 hey. Uh, I'm sorry. Amazing line delivery from Ella Pennell. 
Much like in the previous episode, Jackie is being kind of snarko, but she does have good reason to be. Anyway, <clears throat> Jackie's all like, we're coming up on the end of the world, shipman. Time to pull out all the stops. Uh, just for you, Jackie. Just for you. The, the end of the world, that is. <laughs> Slightly jarring cut to 2021, as Jeff is saying, what do you mean you, you killed someone? Like, you murdered someone? And Shona's like, I stabbed him and now he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Shona is a fucking legend. Jeff then incredulously asks who she stabbed. She replies that it was the chap she thought was blackmailing them. And he's all like, who was he? And she's like, just a guy, Adam. He was the one I got into the car accident with. Jeff is baffled that she stayed in touch with the guy she got into the car accident with. Beginning to suspect... No, you know. Shauna says that she ran into him for the second time yuck, 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 uh, at the hotel. Jeff asks what the fuck she was doing there. She says she was following him. And then she's like, we both know that you were having an affair too. I saw you there with Bianca. Warren Cole is doing some absolutely amazing befuddled, benevolent half-wit acting in this scene. <laughs> Hell yeah, grip it and rip it. <laughs> Get that bad boy juice in you. Anyway, Jeff incredulously denies this, saying that Bianca scares the shit out of him, and he has an amazing delivery of the line, She's with the bad loan, people! <laughs> it really makes a meal out of that phrase. Jeff surmises that Shauna too, oh, not too, Shauna was the only one who was stepping out. She confirms this, and he's very freaked out by it. And now, for one of the greatest moments of the season, Shauna's all like, I can't believe you thought I was going to book club this whole time. And he's like, what? There's no book club? <laughs> fucking legend. It's like, okay, okay, you cheated on me and murdered a guy, that's one thing. But lying about book club, there are some lines you do not cross in a marriage, Shauna. Cannot be forgiven. <laughs> so, I'm just picturing that image of the, the girl about to shoot the guy, and he's like, sorry for lying about book club. And she's like, some crimes can never be forgiven. <laughs> so there's a funny line... It's exactly the sort of funny line that need never be mentioned again or called back to again. Like, that was the thing that Game of Thrones did that really annoyed me. Like, when they had a funny line, they would have 11 million callbacks to it in later episodes. It would get really fucking cringy. Yeah. Like, the bit where he's like, uh, you're going to die for some chickens? And he's like, someone is. <laughs> See, that's actually a badass line. But the, again, they Seth MacFarlane did it. There's no tread left on the tire. They, they wore it out. Yeah, he he's an expert in overdoing shit. Quiet. 296. Jackie is makeupifying Misty in the cabin. Uh, I'm obviously, I'm a guy, so I don't know much about good makeup. Well, there are some guys that do, but I'm not one of those guys. I don't know much about good makeupifying, but I don't know that it's the right colour for her. Uh, Misty asks Jackie, can I ask you something about boys? Yeah, Misty, funny thing, she's barely more experienced than you are. Not to engage in, you know, shaming of anyone, but statistically speaking, you should be asking that. Yeah. Misty says that she and Ben have this really deep connection, but he's been holding back because of society and its rules. I have to say, teachers shouldn't date their students is one of society's rules with which I happen to emphatically agree. Misty asks, how does she get him to let go? And Jackie is like, 
My mom always says when a girl sets her mind to it, there's nothing she can't get from a man. Uh, what utterly useless advice. <laughs> that doesn't, that, we were talking about this, it's like if someone was like, how do we win a game of basketball? You have to get all the hoops in the hoop. You have to get all the balls in the hoop. Yeah, yeah, the spheroids and the circleoids. <laughs> oh, I love you, Matthew. <laughs> Misty says that her mother said the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. I think it's through his ribcage, generally. Anyway, <laughs> pause to sort of speculate about this. Mis Misty's parents, what, what do we reckon they're like? Like, awful? See, that's the thing. She has a pool, so she really comes from like a middle-class background. Are her parents really fucked up? Or is her fucked upness like preternatural? You know, like are they just perfect? Is this like a we need to talk about Kevin situation? Maybe they're not like violent or anything, but they might be like really pass ag and dope mm. out on Valium all day. I don't know. I think that's that's Jackie's mom. Oh, is no. like that. Who whosoever is whosoever. Yeah. And yeah, well, in fact, talking of that, Jackie says that her mom is also on like ten kinds of downers, so maybe her advice is suspect. Man. Jackie is just living in the Australian crawl song When the Boys Light Up. <laughs> when the Boys Light Up. It's a great song. I, I got really excited because I was on YouTube once and I thought there was an Avatar AMV of that song, but it was just of a completely different electro pop song with that name. <laughs> and then I and then I thought about it logically and I was <laughs> like, okay, 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 Justin. The audience for an Avatar The Last Airbender AMV with an Australian crawl song is one person and that person is you. <laughs> yes. Nobody's gonna fucking make that. Uh, uh, like eight billion. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. <laughs> Listeners, if if you know of one, be sure to disprove me. Anyway, the Jackie then says that Misty deserves to be with somebody who really wants to be with you, and despite everything, I agree. She tells her that she is beautiful. Genuinely, a really nice moment for Jackie, you know. Also, which is how you know she's about to die. Yeah, yeah. It's like, trying to cheer up Misty is not doing you a lot of favours in the group, nor even it transpires with her, but it's still an actually nice moment. Eh, poor Jackie. Also, maybe her saying that is subtly telling Misty to focus her attentions elsewhere, which, eh, she didn't get that. Misty admires her reflection and seems to agree. I do, I feel like I've given Jackie a lot of shit on this podcast, but I do think she is basically a good person. To make an extremely nerdy comparison... She's like a Titos Lannister in A Song of Ice and Fire, who is Tywin's father. Not a bad person, or one without their own strengths, they're just cartoonishly unsuited for the office that they were forced to occupy. If Jackie was just like a, a chick who worked in finance or something, she'd be great. Uh, can't you picture her like really inspiring and motivating a whole team of people to go out and sell yogurt or something? I can picture it. Anyway. And yeah, being like Leonardo DiCaprio and the Wolf of Wall I'd watch that alternate universe thing. Especially when she's uh, fucking Margot Robbie and like okay. doing coke all the time. Fucking nice. Okay. I can get <laughs> on board with this. That sounds fucking awesome. Should not her car <laughs> and, and randy is the is the jonah hill role yeah beating the shit out of jonah hill <laughs> well you know, it's even funnier if you just keep it as jonah hill <laughs> uh no offense jonah hill i'm sure you're having a good time anyway also also like titos her successor as leader might be more competent but they're also a lot more fucked up shauna cut to shauna 
in the present, drinking spirits straight from the bottle, explaining that they are out of Zanax. Zanax! I have you say. We haven't had that spirit here since 19-whatever? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Please bring me my wine. Oh, we don't have any spirits. Uh, dumb lyrics. <laughs> we could do an entire podcast on how dumb that lyric is. Jeff gives Shauna the number of somebody named Larry at East Credit, who handles the finances for the store, and can apparently help her sell off the inventory for money. He says that they used to watch Dateline every week, uh, despite my disinterest in such an activity, that actually sounds kind of cute. And he says that they're probably not going to get away with this. Jeff volunteers to go to the cops and take the rap for Adam's murder. Damn, what a, what a mensch, what a mensch. <laughs> not to brag, but I'm pretty sure my partner would also do this for me. Okay. <laughs> what no were more, you waiting for me to say? Uh, for you to be sceptical about that? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, he's all, I'm not going to let you go down for some stupid shit that I did. Um, yeah, she very much did stab Adam, Jeff. Like, it's not all you. <laughs> Shauna says that him wanting to take the fall for her is is really sweet. But she tells him that if he goes to the Popo, they will find out about the other shite he's been doing. And if it gets out that the Yellow Jackets are being blackmailed, their lives and Callie's life would be over. Not for the first time, let me comment that, damn, they must have done some gnarly shit, you know? Oh, I can't wait to see it. They both try to consider other options. After a while, Shauna is like, nobody else knows about the blackmail, right? And Jeff is like, no, oh, I mean, Randy. And then Shauna's like, a Randy Walsh? <laughs> Yet again, his name is said in that tone. Oh man, I want to see the, the buddy cop slapstick comedy of these two dumbos trying to blackmail the Yellow Jackets and work out how to make that weird text symbol. What did you say that... um? the question mark and exclamation together was called interrobang so yeah like his uh his name yeah. is followed by like two interrobangs <laughs> like each name he should have that on his business card randy interrobang walsh interrobang <laughs> sounds like the name of some horrible sexual act doesn't it <laughs> and then sean was like why would you not just tell me the store was in trouble and Jeff was like, are you kidding me? You got a little safe full of secrets in there you never told me about. And it's a valid point. Shauna then says, why did we become these, these people who lie and cheat and do awful things and just stay together? Because because why? And then Jeff correctly responds, Shauna, we've always been these people. Secrets have always been a part of us. Uh, yeah, you got together infidelitously nothing you know nothing can erase that that's it's true secrets have always been a part of them i i know i keep insulting jeff's intelligence but he comes up with the actually very good idea of saying you thought that this dead guy was blackmailing you right so why can't the other girls believe that too <clears throat> okay and now for one of the greatest fucking scenes of the show as we were watching this earlier i warned you that i might cry <laughs> and I think I did a bit, and I might actually cry recounting this. Um, so yeah, just be warned. The song The World I Know by Collective Soul plays, a band I wasn't familiar with, but I fucking love this song, so I'll have to check them out. Uh, Matthew, do you know Collective Soul? No. Cool. A montage of the Yellow Jackets preparing for the doom coming unfolds. Misty retrieves some poison mushrooms from her secret stash in the woods in a uh, trapper keeper, I believe. Jackie 
is whirling some weird ropey guys into her hair. Not sure about that. Lottie takes out Lorelei's dress. Sad. I'm surprised that it fits her. It should be like a mini skirt on her, you know, considering how much taller she is than Laura Lee. Anyway, Van is sitting by her and Ty's makeout tree, still wearing her face wraps, looking absolutely fucking miserable. Ty walks over to her and she like instinctively turns away from her and she's all like, I'm not going to that stupid party. Her voice is choked with resentment. And Ty is all, I know you're self-conscious. So I made us these. Ty produces two really cool-looking half-face masks that will cover up the, you know, scarred side of Van's face. She will also wear one to make her feel less self-conscious, but it's so cute and nice. Uh, Van examines her masks, and she looks at Ty with such a vulnerable and sad and hopeful and loving expression. Ah, uh, fuck! She communicates so much in that expression. It's like, it's it's like she was she was worried that maybe Ty wouldn't want to be with her anymore now that she was scarred, and she. Her expression is like, I've been hurt so much and I don't want to let myself dare hope again, but I really want to because I really love you and I just want to believe that maybe this could be okay. Ah. Liv Hewson communicates so much in a single expression, they deserve all the awards in the world. Yeah, fucking, fucking Nobel Prize, give it to them. <laughs> that that kind of reminds me of, um, I was watching the movie Death Becomes Her the other day. Mm, yes, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> And there was this uh, comment on Letterboxd that said, uh, Meryl Streep deserved to win all five of her Oscars at once for this masterpiece. <laughs> I fucking love the idea. Hey, what? Who would Meryl Streep be in Yellow Jackets? Jackie? That's all. Obvious? No, no, that she, she should be if Jackie survived. No, no, no. Meryl Streep would be Misty's mother. That's yeah. why she's so fucked up. Anyway. Uh, I love it. Explain. Anyway, anyway. More on the masks, the Ty and Van masks. I love the idea, I don't know if this is true, but I love the idea that this is the origin of the masks that are worn for the horrific future rituals we saw in the pilot. Like, you know, in the pilot where they're wearing the fucked up masks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where that started. I just love the concept of something so pure and well-intentioned turning into something so nightmarish. That's so mm -hmm. cool. Cut to Shauna trying to do up her dress, a difficult task due to her increasing dimensions. She touches her tumbo, perhaps for the first time feeling true affection for her unwilling passenger. She asks someone to help her with the dress. Mari, who is preparing the last of all their foodery into a big stew, asks Misty to go and help her. Misty does so, leaving her tea towel full of shrooms on the table next to the other ingredients. Maybe not a great decision there, Misty. <laughs> Now, keep that in mind for something I will be arguing about next episode. As we so often say, put a pin in that. Got <laughs> to Harvey putting on a tie. Travis then shows him how to do so in a surprisingly non-douchey way. Yeah, I never got the hang of that. Putting on a tie. I'm very glad that my current job doesn't require that. Yeah, no. Ties are not good. And this is part of the song where he goes like, Cause it's the world I have known. And there's a great little arpeggio that goes like, it, it, it's really good. <laughs> Nat looks over admiringly yet conflictedly at Travis and Harvey. I fucking love this montage, dude. I love that everyone gets their moment. Except Akila, I guess. And, and Coach Ben. Uh, I hope we get more Akila in season two. Bigger, bigger Akila fan. Misty comes down from fastening up Shauna's dress and asks where her mushies are. 
Mari informs her that they're in the stew. <laughs> and she says, you know, happily, a very nice reaction given that they were eating grubs yesterday. A lot of conflicted feelings pass across Misty's face as she says she was saving them for a special occasion. Dun dun dun. Cut to modern Misty doing laundry and hanging out with Jessica in her basement, who is shackled to a wheelchair. The latter is telling the former about some Egypt who forgot to turn off his car's GPS during an international drug run. <laughs> Jessica looks like ass. <laughs> like, obviously, Rekha Sharma's a very beautiful woman, but they've really made her look like she's been in horrific captivity for several days. Which she has. <laughs> Which she has. And then Misty's like, your stories are <laughs> fascinating. Jessica, fairly transparently trying to emotionally manipulate Misty, is all... I bet you have lots of very exciting stories yourself. You've spent a year and a half in the wilderness with a bunch of fucking teenage girls. <laughs> I honestly don't know what sounds scarier. Uh, Reka Sharma delivers this line amazingly. And Misty is like, oh, I wasn't so bad. I mean, we were all friends. So uh, I don't know that any sentence so far spoken by a character this season has been so egregiously untrue. Mm. And Jessica completely switches her demeanor. And I was like, Misty, they've been in touch with each other for the past 25 years. Did they ever reach out to you? That reminds me of the Onion article, uh, area man not aware, he only member of college friend group drifting apart. <laughs> well, that other Onion article, that's like, um, if you encounter a bunch of annoying people, then maybe the annoying person is you. <laughs> One that reminded me of Nat, that was, uh, area man would honestly rather just have a panic attack than do some little counting exercise. <laughs> the general translation of what Jessica is saying is, fuck them, sell out their secrets to me for the big box. <laughs> and she's all like, if it were me, I'd feel left out. And Misty has an enigmatically terrifying expression in response. Cut to present to Natalie, trying to get some M&Ms from a vending machine. After it gets stuck in the machine, don't you hate it when that happens? That yes. really sucks. Not that that ever happens to me, because I do not patronize machines. Uh, no, yeah. She fucking smashes it with a fire extinguisher, which is awesome. She only takes her own item, though. She doesn't take any others, which is very nice. Yeah, very Natalie. Cut to Ty, waiting in her car with her campaign aide, watching folk vote. And she asks what the hell she's doing here, and her campaign aide is all like, you're smiling for the cameras as you participate in the democratic process. And then Ty is like, oh, my wife moved out of our house. She took our son with her. I took a 15-year marriage and set it on fire. For what? Zoning reform? It's like, Ty, you told her to leave. Plus, it's just state politics. <laughs> yeah. That makes it all the more absurd, because nobody really gives a shit about state politics. And her assistant tries to reassure her, saying that campaigns are hell on even the best marriages. She'll come around. Then Ty is all like, you don't know that. You don't know anything about me. Really great dark line read from Tawny Cypress. Cut to the past. Harvey bangs a gong that is a bit of the plane wreckage, and Lottie announces, let the doom coming begin. They have decorated a beautiful section of the forest with some cool... Blair Witch Project-esque dolly things and tree loopies and uh, torches. It's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, Geppetto's belly plays. It's like, 
Sunny's lying around again. Just like the better in his doors. <laughs> so good. It's a good song. Everybody walks out. Uh, Jackie walks out with Shauna. Even she seems to be outwardly enjoying herself. Natalie and Trav walk out a fair distance apart. Uh, she looks at him conflictedly. Oh, this is good. I, I like this. I'm going to be really cringy about this. Ty and Van walk out hand in hand. Shauna looks happily at them. Uh, Mari is all, are they? <laughs> and Akilah is like, duh. <laughs> oh, how happy Shauna looks for them. They then kiss. It's so cute. They look so happy. And Misty is the first one to cheer, but then they all cheer. Everybody's applauding, really happy for them. On the one hand, it is the 90s, so you'd expect at least somebody to be homophobic, but eh, apparently not. Um, oh, well, they can be forgiven a few inconsistencies. Quite. Uh, Misty is the first to cheer, I think. She also is genuinely happy for them, but also because in episode 7 she was jealous of Ty and Ben interacting, that's why she went on the expedition with them, and now Ty's not a threat anymore because she is gay. So she's like, yes, yes, I have a clear straight shot to Coach Ben, but oh, oh, you don't. <laughs> There's also a really cute detail that uh, Jasmine Savoy, who plays uh, Ty, said that she said that um because well, she, she is also gay, and she mentioned that when she was a teenager she didn't get the chance to have a cute make-out prom moment because she was still, you know, closeted, and it was nice to experience that, you know, somewhat older that she didn't get to then, so that's really cute. Anyway, I think Van is proud of Ty for sort of coming out of everyone, because in the previous episode, Van was more willing to let everyone else know and Ty was the one who wanted to keep it a secret so I think that you know that makes Fan happy Nat is also really happy for them this leads her to make eye contact with Trav who hey Trav I'm really proud of you you didn't even say anything gross when this happened <laughs> you didn't go like oh that's really hot or whatever yeah, character development everybody drinks rotten berry goo which I I think even if I was about to die in a few weeks. I still don't think I'd die drinking that. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to die of dysentery. Shauna implores Jackie, once everybody gets a big old helping of stew, please have some food for me. Oh, oh, Shauna, that means very little at this point. Jackie does not have any food. She uh, tips it out. Is she? You could interpret this as just her generally being depressed or as her trying to, like, hasten her death by starvation <laughs> which is oh that's so dark and horrible uh, poor jackie trav and nat are sitting next to each other clearly in the middle of the process of like warming up to each other again and he's all like you look nice and she's about to say something and then jackie is like travis get over here which <laughs> it's a shitty thing to do like when they clearly still have feelings for each other and are in the process of doing that to inter uh, that's not very good uh, if, if I were Nat, I'd be like, Jackie, fuck off. We're having a conversation here. Yeah. She she didn't even, like, do that thing you're supposed to do where you ask if you're interrupting something. Yeah, yeah. No, she doesn't care much about that anymore. No, she does not. Coach is hanging out with Ty and Van, and he's like, I most certainly cannot condone underage drinking. But, cheers. By the same token, drink the fuck up, bitches. I really admire what you guys did tonight. Oh, it's really cute. He must, he would admire them. Because he, he personally is also a, a chap who likes chaps. And then Lottie is like, we should all have a moment of silence for Laura Lee. And they do. They have a nice toast. And they all drink. And their expressions confirm my suspicion that that berry wine tastes like shit. And they're like, what do we need now? Jackie is all like, now we just need a DJ to pump up the volume. 
Misty enthusiastically requests a slow dance, probably thinking of doing so with Ben, and they all start singing Kiss from a Rose. It is seal. Oh my god. It is so cringy, yet so cute. (laughs) See, it's new for them. This is a a 90s, you know, normal 90s song. Yeah, but if they got stranded like these days, it'd be something by Taylor Swift or Katy Perry. Or possibly... Ariana Grande or what the fuck else. Or possibly Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, sure. (laughs) Whomever. (laughs) Or if in like 2003 it would be like Smash Mouth. Yeah. It's it's like an extremely goofy song, but to them it's just normal. Anyway, anyway, they have fun. I mean, I don't know. It's probably even a little, a bit goofy even then. Yeah. So they all have fun singing it. Ty and Van are being really cute with each other. Misty asks Coach Ben to dance, and he's all like, "I think my dancing days are behind me." He uh, says that she should dance with Harvey instead. Uh, Travis dances with Jackie, but still glances over at Nat uh, while he does so, and she seems kind of disappointed by this, understandably. And she goes over to the coach, he's like, you want to get out of here? I have real booze. And he's like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> Can't say I blame them. Although, it's interesting that they were absent. Because how different might it have been? If, oh, we'll get to that. Uh, Travis and Jackie. Uh, Travis has never been to high school dance before. He says it never seemed like it'd be much fun. Hmm. I think he's the sort of guy who was like, nobody wanted to go with him or at least he thought nobody wanted to go with him so he's like oh, actually it's just stupid and i never wanted to do it it's lame fuck you jackie's all like isn't this basically every guy's dream you know being stranded with a bunch of babes <laughs> and then it's hell yeah man grip it and rip it uh, <laughs> you gonna say that every time <laughs> find out i guess i will yeah and then he's a hilarious line from from travis who he's like uh do you ever worry that your humility holds you back and she's like, what? I said babes. <laughs> and then Travis and Jackie leave. Shauna watches Jackie leave, and the two of them make a rather intense eye contact. Cut to the present, where Shauna and Jeff are still dealing with the fallout of their situation. And Shauna is still caught up on the fact that Jeff read the diary years ago. And he's all like, what happened out there? to the trash that was and she's all just like yeah i know and he's like you could have talked to me about that you know it's as, as she says it's not an easy topic to bring up like that's a that's a hard one when you know that your loved one has gone through some really painful shit and you want to talk with them about it but like you just don't know how to broach the subject yeah and also you found out through duplicitous means so yeah yeah and jeff is like oh warren cole is amazing in this episode and he's all like you guys were so young they really were and then she's, oh, this is so good, Millie Milsky, so good. She's like, all this time, you knew everything. And even now, after what just happened? And she's like, and he's like, Shauna, of course I still love you. Oh, so cute. Maybe their relationship is good, actually. Shauna rings Ty. And then Ty's all like, what do you, what do you mean you have him? Where are you? And then Ty in turn rings Natalie. And, and then she's like, Shauna needs us to meet her. She's on to him, Nat. Reminder... This is all they know. Shauna did not say, I have stabbed and murdered the guy, come check out his cool dead body. They just <laughs> said that I've I found him. I've already got you a neat poking stick if you're poking. <laughs> Could hardly go astray. Cut two. Nat and Coach Ben in the past, hanging out in the woods away from the main group. Sharing some booze. Nat found this booze a few weeks ago. I have to hope she found it 
post van surgery. <laughs> you would hope that she would give that to her during. Uh, coach offers her some, but she declines because since she's been in the woods, she hasn't really wanted it. How interesting. And then she's like, how much longer are you going to keep up this secret boyfriend act? Coach understandably changes the subject to Travis. And then uh, Natalie says that it's pretty obvious that he wanted me to be a completely different kind of girl. No, no, he didn't, Nat. He liked you for you. That's why he was so nervous. Because he really liked you. You know? And Coach is about to offer some offer her some helpful advice and he starts completely fucking out and having a massive headache and he's like oh i think misty poisoned me again i just love the line read on that it's like as if again yeah misty poisoning him is like some annoying but inevitable fact of the universe like it's bad weather certainly run of the mill really. it's like oh she poisoned me again what are you gonna do <laughs> and then nat in amazing sophie's actual line read is like I think she poisoned all of us. Weird music starts playing. And they start tripping the fuck out! Yes. Everybody starts, to quote the movie 21 Jump Street, tripping Major Ballsack. Yep. And tripping right over it. Christ. <laughs> and then she says that she doesn't think that you can die from shrooms, and... I feel like if I was with someone who was on shrooms, I wouldn't mention the possibility of dying from. Like, that's going to put them in a bad spot, you know? No, no, it's okay to mention not dying. That's you, all right. You, <laughs> you'd just be like, oh, whew. No, I'll tell you what. <laughs> and he's like, you mean like, shrooms, shrooms? Uh, cut back to the main group. Everybody's tweaking out. Van is... This this scene... Oh, it's so, it's so good. Van is giggling adorably. Shauna is messing around with the plane gong, and then Van is like, "It's high. You, you look like a tree, like a really hot tree." Which is cute. I don't know if that's just because she's tall and slender, or if just I don't know some other thing. Or do trees, trees look like Taisa? Like I love that line. <laughs> Great one from Mari. I also love the line read of kicking as Aquila when in response to this, she's like, entirely seriously. She kind of does. <laughs> so good. And Shauna is getting really close to touching the fire. It's like, don't, don't touch fire, Shauna. That's bad. Fire hot. <laughs> Quite. Fire is hot. Misty staggers off in search of Ben. Harvey be tripping out on the ground. Lottie is all like, do you feel that? Uh, apparently they feel an energy coming up from the ground. Could this, if this is indeed... An external force and not merely them just tripping out of their minds. Could this be the something that we saw shooting through the woods through the window in episode five? Oh my god, it's definitely something. Well, quite. <laughs> she says that something's coming. Shauna gasps. Her baby moved. Ty puts her face next to her tumbo. Slightly jealous expression from Van. Like, Maybe she's jealous of Shauna and Ty's closeness. Lottie terrifyingly says, we won't be hungry much longer. Yeah, Corny Eaton is eating this scene up, as it were. She's eating it up. Eating this whole episode up. A truly terrifying chuckle from Van in response to this. Cut to Jackie leading Trav to the attic. He seems apprehensive. He apparently 
had no idea of her intentions. I don't know if it's just like he didn't think he was the sort of guy that girls would want to have sex with, but like, which again makes sense because he's very good looking, but whatever. He he just, I don't know, maybe it's the shroom starting to kick in. I don't know. He seemingly had no idea what this was. And she's like, what, you don't want to? And he's like, I want to. And she's like, make a pillow for it. What else? And he'd be yeah, like, that sounds fun. Let's do that. Go for a hike on the beach, you know? Well, would have, they would have had a much more pleasant time if that was what had happened. <clears throat> anyway, Travis is all like, but what about that? And then Jackie, rather brutally, is like, what about her? And then Travis is like, I think I'm in love with her. Not something that he would admit sober, I don't think. And then Jackie, oh, has one of the best monologues in the entire show that I am just going to do in its entirety. As you do. And she laughs and is like, oh my god, you are so sweet. You are so sweet and naive and dumb. And he's like, oh, uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, Travis, dumb. It's fine. I used to be dumb too. I used to actually think it mattered who your first was. I used to think a lot of shit mattered. I barely slept the night before we left because I cared that much about a fucking soccer game. That line really sticks out to me. He's like, that is so true. Like, they did care so much about soccer in the beginning of this show, and that has so been forced out of their mind. It's like an accelerated process of how much you care about shit in high school, and then you graduate and realize that none of it matters. That is happening to her in an accelerated time frame. And as we've talked about in the previous episode, well, we'll get to that. And then she's a show that's supposed to be about soccer people committing cannibalism. <laughs> There's not much soccer or cannibalism in there. Working their way up to the latter. <laughs> that will be in the next season, I'm pretty sure. And who knows, maybe in the next season they will, to, to get over their grief of Jackie's death, they will start playing wilderness soccer. Get together and just have a friendly game and kick some shit around. Oh, nice. And then Jackie is like, Shauna was fucking Jeff. My best friend was having sex with my boyfriend behind my back. Travis, trying to just sort of maintain his grip in this conversation, is all like, I I I'm sorry. And she's like, don't be. It's funny. You know, I, I used to pretend I didn't know if I loved Jeff. When the truth is, I didn't even like him that much. And I was so mad at Shana. But now I realize she's right. Friendship doesn't matter. Love doesn't matter. They're just these things that we use to pretend that we aren't going to end up like dead cabin guy, like rotted out husks in some bullshit attic. But of course, that's how it ends. That's all we are the whole time. It doesn't matter. We're just shells with nothing inside. I'm not asking again. The choice is yours. Which, this is so fucking sad, dude. Like, no, Jackie, what you're saying is wrong. You can't write off all of humanity because of the actions of two of its members. Now, yes, admittedly, those two people did turn out to be your best friend and your boyfriend, so that sucks. The universe dealt you a shit hand there. But no, the universe might be cruel and uncaring, but that means that we have to be kind. We're not shells with nothing inside. You were not a shell with nothing inside. The things that you cared about before, yeah, they might not have been the most important things in the world, but they weren't worthless. Like keeping a team together, keeping everybody happy, and getting to win at soccer games, maybe that is meaningless in the grand scheme of things, but you made people happy at the time. Your life wasn't worthless. And I just, 
wish that I could be there and tell her that. None of our lives are worthless. I really do believe that. True. <laughs> anyway, Travis and Jackie, fuck. I sure hope this won't have any horrible consequences. The others are still tripping in the woods, and Alexa Barajas is really good at tripping acting. They ask where Travis and Jackie have gone, and are informed that they left. Together. And then Ty, scandalized, is like, that's so Jackie. And then Van, <laughs> you know, just putting on the old comfortable pair of gloves that is hating Jackie is like, that's very Jackie. A really funny line read. Shauna said that she's not doing anything wrong, and again, I think she mildly is, even if they do hugely overreact to it, to be clear. Lottie suddenly is like, we should find them. And they're like, why? And she's like, he doesn't belong to her. As a human being, he doesn't belong to anybody. Well, quite. Everyone runs off behind Lottie, apparently more suggestible in their tripping out state. And oh god, this scene is so fucking good, dude. Cut to Travis and Jackie banging. Jackie is all like a little slower. Travis is apparently doing way better than Jeff. Like, he is already running rings around Jeff, sexually speaking. Uh, yes, some... but Jeff didn't actually get to go to Mufftown, did he? <laughs> Ah, uh, oh, beautiful phrase. Oh, okay. Quiet. Badass electric guitar music and chanting is like, Oh, it's so good. The girlies be running through the forest. Oh, it's so fucking good. They, they start to hear wolves howl, and for a second they stop, but then Van starts screaming in response, which means she was the person harmed by wolves, but she yells back at them as if realizing that they are the scariest things in the forest not the wolves those girls are the scariest fucking things in those woods and she starts going like oh and then amari is like <coughs> which reminded me of that terrible movie evolution <laughs> he, he, oh, oh toki toki quite quite <coughs> and they all scream awesomely Eagle-eared listeners may remember that in the pilot, before the scene of poor Pit Girl getting impaled, there were some scenes of humans making animalistic noises. And uh, this is this is where that started, apparently. Cut to post-coital Trav and Jackie. She's all like, so that was sex. <laughs> she doesn't seem that into it. It's as if she's going, Shauna betrayed me for this? It's not even that good. <laughs> And then if Travis... Maybe she's just not doing it right. Maybe he's just not doing it right. Well, yeah. Or, or maybe. I mean, some people have theorized that she's not actually into dudes. And was not afforded the opportunity to discover that. Yeah, maybe she just really wants to fuck Shauna. Many people think that. I don't... I don't know. I, I don't personally hold to that theory personally, but it's a valid interpretation. I find it interesting that in the fandom, or among people who write fic anyway, the writing fic about Jackie and Shauna hooking up is more popular than the actual lesbian couple. I don't I don't want to sound like a teacher's pet, but like, um, I like the actual gay couple that they have. I don't need to invent one. I like the actual. Anyway. Thing that's already in the I like the thing that's, that's more than enough. Precisely. For me, anyway. But, you know, you know, write what you want. Well, write what you want. Write what you want. And if Travis was not tripping before, he definitely is now. And Kevin Alves is so good as tripping Trav. And he's like, where are we? He's like, we disappeared though, right? And he's like, 
None of us are really here, though, are we? Like that bit of the uh, ASDF movie, just like, Desmond the Moon Bear. How did I get here? Dude, how appropriate that you should say such a thing. Uh, tune in for next step. The others all burst in and look fucking badass. They all seem scandalized and angry. And then Jackie is like, what the fuck? And Ty is really angry on Nat's behalf and is like, why would you do this to Natalie? <laughs> and then Travis is all like, we didn't. And then Lottie spins Jackie around and is all, they did. And because she uh, bled. It's it's not actually true. You don't actually bleed every time you have uh, your first time. Well, also, not every time, but... Yeah, you can. It definitely happens. Like, And this is where, where Travis all, none of us are really here, though, are we? And then Lottie suddenly makes out with Travis. Well, if they aren't there, where are they? Well, quite. <laughs> and then Jackie, scandalized, goes to Sean is like, you're just going to stand there? And I think something about her delivery or her ordering Shauna around brings back a wellspring of resentment. So Shauna is like, fuck that. And then she also makes out with Travis, as if to say, I stole one boyfriend from you, I'll bloody well steal another. You can't stop me. It's like that bit where uh, uh, someone was telling Tom Cruise about their friends, and then he was just like, oh, those are your friends, are they? And he just like waves and smiles at them, and then he's like, they're my friends now. Ty pushes Jackie back, and then Lottie admonishes Jackie and says, you took something that doesn't belong to you. And then Jackie's like, oh, like this fucking spirits give a shit that Nat called dibs on Travis. And then Lottie says a very important line, which is, this has nothing to do with her. Travis doesn't belong to Natalie. He belongs to the woods. And after some more protestations, Lottie is all like, don't you understand? You don't matter anymore. <laughs> which is fucking terrifying. And... Hurry up and freeze to death, you oh, cold bitch. Poor Jackie. Yeah, she she locks Jackie in the cupboard. <laughs> and then the four heterosexual girlies start macking on Travis, which he initially seems to be kind of into, but probably not. Uh, Ty and Van start making out in the corner. I love this. There's a shot of Travis looking over at them and being like, oh, nice, good for them. <laughs> His last positive thought for a while. I feel like this is my personal theory, is that Ty, as we know, is not really on board with freaky supernatural shit. So the reason she went with them is just, like, anger at Jackie and genuinely being upset on Nat's behalf. And then when Lottie said that thing about it had nothing, nothing to do with her, she's all like, ooh, ooh, okay. Like, the last brain cell she has that isn't tripping out of fucking its mind is like, oh, let's go away. Oh, no, I don't want to be here for this. Uh, let's leave. Let's leave. Uh, Van, let's go and fuck near a river. You like that, don't you? Let's go and fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that, or it might have just been, maybe that's, you know, more a more complex cognition than was actually there. Maybe she literally just had the thought, I would like to go and fuck my girlfriend now. Yeah. I think there's more pressing concerns than chasing the guy who magically turned into a deer. Well, we'll get to that. They start undoing Travis's belt buckle. Their faces are all distorted as they're, oh, it looks so disturbing. He hallucinates them having sharp teeth. This is, this is a really horrible thing that they're doing. Like, they are sexually assaulting him. That's, that's bad. That's horrible. Yeah, but, like, I'm kind of surprised it took this long. Indeed. He hallucinates them, ripping off his skin. Oh, it's so fucked. And then he, that's he, got a smart he starts freaking out. 
and he's able to sort of push them away and he runs out the door and as he runs past the window they see him as a stag and then lottie is all like the stag we have to catch it then she grabs the knife from the door area bit and they all run outside and then harvey who is like crouching next to the cabin is like shauna really nervously he's like shauna and then she turns over and is like run in freaky demon voice it's so good and he does he does cut two ty and van fucking near the river which nice good for them <laughs> and as they're doing so they're wearing uh now still wearing van is still wearing her masks yeah ty and van fucking near the river and she's all like please i need to see you oh i love this so much because it's like Van might have been feeling insecure about the Scar situation or that Ty wouldn't find her attractive anymore, but now that she assures her that she wants to see her, she's willing to go along with it. She takes off her mask and they are wreathed in moonlight. As Ty says, you are so fucking beautiful. What is the time frame between the wolf mauling and the mushroom taking? Um, one second, I just have to be cringy. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Take all the time you need to be all weird and emotional. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Um, no, oh, I love that. I love that. And, yeah, her scars look really fucking good. And yeah. To answer fine. your question, to answer your question, I think it's meant to be several weeks. At, yeah, but at it, least. even so, that's still no, a pretty good yeah, healing. It, it, like, that's some there is absolutely major tissue damage, and it healed yeah. up to a couple of lines Lettuce. painted on with a fucking, you know... The yeah. silly marker. Let us let us be honest with ourselves. There is absolutely no way it would look that good. No. But like, this is a show. You know, it's a TV show. TV shows do not have to be a hundred percent scientifically. No, accurate. they certainly don't. Anyway, that is a episode wrap on those two. They uh, fortunately are absent from what happens next. Cut to Nat and Coach lying beside one another, staring up at the stars, and Nat is like. We're about to starve to death in the wilderness, and I'm sitting here crying over a boy. But Coach is like, it's not stupid, Natalie. It's love. It's everything. Natalie, love is everything. It's the whole reason we're here. He's having a he's having a more pleasant trip than uh than everyone else, seemingly. He tells her that she must go and find Trav and tell him how she feels. And that may save them all. And it's a very good thing that he did. Misty appears and tries to bang Coach Scott and jumps on him and he's like, don't fight it, don't fight it, I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, she, he apparently thought he was talking about her, which, oh, He pushes her off and is all, I don't, love, I don't love you, I love Paul, which is a hard thing to hear. And she's like, who's Paul? And he's like, he's my boyfriend, Misty. I'm gay. Do you hear that, Mom? Dad? God? All my furry forest friends, I'm gay. I love the alliteration. Furry, yeah, furry forest. The restraint not to add fucking in there. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> furry forest friends. Uh, that's awesome. Good on you, Coach Penn. That's great. I think you'll probably still die in the second season. Anyway, anyway, Nat is running back towards the main sort of staging area. And here's Jackie yelling in the cabin. She's like, oh, what the fuck is this about? So she lets her out. And then Jackie has an awkward moment of, oh, I was just fucking your boyfriend. Oh, sorry. And then runs away. <laughs> yeah. It is, as a side note, again, standard disclaimer, it's not as bad as trying to murder people. 
but it is pretty awful of Jackie to like after she just talked about how hurtful it was when Shauna banged Jeff to bang Nat's boyfriend, you know? Yeah. That's not good. Anyway, anyway, like, I think he wouldn't go astray. Anyway, she and Nat run off towards an interesting commotion. The YJs be chasing Travis. Shauna and the others look fucking terrifying. He falls over. And he wakes up, tied up with a pine cone in his mouth. <laughs> Which is terrifying. Lottie is wearing the Antler Queen headdress from the pilot, and she tells him to stop fighting. Shauna perceives Travis as having a stag's head. She has got the knife and about to slit his throat. She appears conflicted and turns back to Lottie. And Lottie is all, it's okay, it wants us to. And that is apparently all the justification Shauna requires, because she then starts cutting his throat. Ugh. This, I think fills in the gaps as to why Nat doesn't like Shauna very much in the present. <laughs> and I'm sure there's some other reasons too, but like being a couple of seconds away from fucking murdering her boyfriend probably wasn't very helpful. And also I think that explains why Shauna feels guilty once she learns about Travis's suicide. Cause it's like, man, was he so fucking traumatized by in part what I did that he popped himself? Oh, that's sad. Anyway, Nat and Jackie to the rescue. As a side note, I love that, despite the fact that many aspects, other aspects would make you think that they would be in enmity to each other, they are forced into an alliance of convenience against uh, these horrible happenings. And they successfully push Shauna aside and free Trav and remove the pinecone from his gob. And the knife, the knife falls onto the ground, Jack is like, the knife! And Nat successfully wrests it from Lottie after they both lunge for it. And Nat says to Trav, are you okay? And then he's all like, I'm fine. And he runs away out of awkwardness because he feels bad about having sex with Jackie. It's like, dude, bigger priorities right now. Yeah. And then Lottie says to Nat, it's in all of us, you know, even him, even you. And then Nat is like, that's enough of your weird fucking bullshit, Lottie. Haven't you done enough? Oh, Nat, she hasn't done nearly enough. Courtney Eaton looks so fucking cute and goofy while she's while she's giggling. It's it's really cute. <laughs> That's a pretty fucking awesome scene, wasn't it? Yeah. It just goes to show that like they were all it took was some mushrooms for well some of the group to become fucking murderous, you know? Yeah, just completely leave behind their sanity. Indeed, and once you get to that, you know, once you get to that point, it's very hard to go back. But you know. Uh seriously mind-altering psychedelics can mm. have that effect that's the thing you kind of do lose your grip with reality that's the thing like i don't know it's easy for us to judge them and for somebody to be like oh well, i've done psychedelics and i've never murdered anyone it's like yes but have you ever been drugged with psychedelics against your knowledge when you were a starving traumatized teenager trapped in the world and it's like it's not really the same you know no we want to this reminds me of something that i was talking about with my friends where she mentioned that Many Alzheimer's patients who were formerly nice and kind people will start spouting, like, horrible racist statements when they start to lose their minds. And people respond to this by saying, oh, well, clearly they just thought all that stuff already, but now they're, they're expressing it that their inhibitions have fallen away. Because things like impulse control, we like to think of those as exterior to our true selves, but our goodness, our moral goodness is supposed to be part of our souls. We don't like the idea that parts of our brain could stop working properly and we could become a bigot or a hateful person. But 
the potential for violence and cruelty exists within all of us. Yeah, it's just what you do with it. As as Lottie says, it's in all of us, you know. Mm-hmm. And on that cheerful note, we cut to the present. Shauna lets Ty and Nat into her apartment, and Ty is like, "Oh my God, Shauna, you killed him!" They're they're shocked, but not like that shocked, which makes sense given their history. And Nat skeptically asks, "Who is he?" Lol. <laughs> And then she's all like, oh, I met him a few months ago. We got into a car accident and we started seeing each other. And then Ty's like, oh my god, Shana, this is your boyfriend? And then Nat freaks out and is like, you were seeing somebody around the time that all of us were getting blackmailed and you didn't think to mention it? And Sean hilariously is like, I'm telling you now. <laughs> like, when he's dead, when he can't mumble a fucking word to us. What the fuck, Shana? Not even a syllable. Yeah. And then Ty asks if she's even sure that he did it. And then Shauna makes up some story about how she says that she found her bag in the closet and then he attacked her and she was forced to have him in self-defense. And then she's like, where's your money, Natalie? I'm not sure. Maybe he booked a cruise with it. In actuality, what happened with it is Jeff used it to pay off those mobsters. Anyway, Ty is all like, how did he know anything about the symbol? Yeah, good question. Damn good question. Shauna shows them the journals. And says, but no, I had, I couldn't, you know, give them up. I've been really careful. No, you haven't. You haven't been careful at all. It's like you let this guy in your house. And someone is like, can you try to be a little less judgmental? <laughs> Nat seems skeptical that Adam could kill Travis. Shona points out that Nat was going to shoot him at the warehouse, and then Nat was like, I wasn't going to kill him. I was just going to shoot him in the leg or something. Which, how are you planning to do that while he was driving a vehicle? you know and then ty is like which you'll recall we told her not to do <laughs> and then sean has this big thing she's like i thought that he loved me i i trusted him uh she might be talking about fake scenarios but she's using very real emotion and then she says we can't exactly weekend at bernie's him out the door which lol <laughs> i would love to see that <laughs> and then ty says that's the least of their problems because your dna is all over his place your texts are all over his cloud Phrasing? I don't think that's the thing. No. She's like, You're a lawyer, what do we do? And then Ty's like, I practiced land use, not murder cleanup. But I think it's a subtle way of the writers to be like, Ty's past as a lawyer is not really going to affect the plot, so stop asking about it. And then Ty's like, To Nat, you're all quiet over there, that's unusual. Got any ideas? Lol, classic Ty being unnecessarily snarko. And Natalie says that, yes, she does have. One idea. Got two. Misty wearing a fairly garish lip shade, which Jessica compliments her on. And she's all like, so glad I kidnapped you before the reunion, after she offers her some more fashion advice. Jessica and Misty are apparently preparing to go public with all the horrifying details of the wilderness. Jessica says that she can make some calls and references the Oh, was it? It was like NXVIM cult? I don't know. She says that Misty is going to need a PR team when she breaks the news. And she's like, so you guys ate each other? I mean, that is what happened, right? Yeah, the show keeps teasing cannibalism. Apparently, according to Jessica, the public will feel sorry for them. Rather like those chaps in the Andes who ate all those folk. Have you seen the movie Alive that was about that? I think I might have. We should, I'm we, not sure. We should watch that for our 
film review series for this podcast what there's no film club <laughs> and that's why it's funny that i called it that yeah it reminds me of the super exclusive film club oh uh, we should do another one of those kind of unmentionably cited <laughs> good word misty rehearses what she will say as she comes clean as all like no one should have to go through what we went through we were just kids it's time to face the truth, no matter how much it hurts. And Jessica compliments her on this as a wow. You're going to be so good. Misty is alerted away from this by the doorbell to discover Nat, whose opening salvo is, wow, you look pretty. <laughs> Subtle. And Misty's like, I have nothing to say to you. And she's like, why did you open the door then? Because I just needed to say that. Yeah, I needed to tell you that I have nothing to say to you. Quite. It's like the thing about... I would never brag about reading a Wikipedia article a day. I suppose I just did, but only to say that I wouldn't. Yeah, only to illustrate the point that I would not do the thing that he just did. Mm. Nat apologizes to Misty, which, obviously she's just doing that so she can get her help. Like, you really shouldn't apologize to her. Like, she was spying on you having sex on multiple occasions. That's really fucking fucked up. Like, <laughs> you, you have nothing to apologize for. Nat knows how to manipulate her. She's like, you've been there for me in a way that no one has. I love the the half uncertain line delivery from Julu, and she's all, "You're just really good at things." And Misty relents and asks what she needs her help with. And that is like, "Well, citizen detective, we need you to get rid of a body." Misty's face lights up like a child on Christmas, and the episode ends. I love that. That's like her idea. Oh yeah, like. An ideal weekend, just like, oh, and my dearest friends asked me to dispose of a body for them. Exactly. It's like, this is like, okay, all your training has led up to this moment. Yep. Uh, finally putting my skills to good use. Great, great, great fucking episode. Well, Matthew, we're done with the just regular penultimate episode. <laughs> great fucking episode. Um, now we just have one more left, and we are fully caught up to the season and have fully done the entire thing. It's been a... Yeah, the next one will be the ultimate episode. Yeah, it's been a long and crazy journey, my friend, and I can't think of anyone else I would rather be doing it with. Oh, well, it's uh, good to be had. Yeah. Next next week's episode is also fucking insane. So, yeah. Uh, I feel can't... like they did save the best two to Oh, last. God, yeah, did they ever. I can't wait to get on that. Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll have our episode where we do our episode rankings, but yeah, yeah, we got to that. <laughs> anyway. True Justin style. Yeah. We are going to rank something you gotta, of the thing. Something you gotta know about me, listeners, I love ranking stuff. Yep. And something you gotta know about me is that I don't. <laughs> I won't make you do one as well. I'll just do one and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Well, oftentimes I realize that our dynamic on the podcast is kind of like me being Jackie. <laughs> like forcing you to do everything uh, well let's hope it's not like that anyway particularly because of what that would mean for my relationship <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah take it easy good guys. evening uh goodbye oh and, and remember that we're not out of the woods yet stop stealing my thing <laughs> listeners <laughs> be well and remember we're not out of the woods yet.